privilege to introduce a man who's now become a good friend of mine. His name is Sam Makirios. Sam was born in Israel, in Jerusalem, in fact. Um, particularly, he was born in the West Bank, which means he has Palestinian roots. But Sam is a Christian, and his Christian affiliations are connected to the Roman Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church, and yet he's here among those of us who call ourselves Anglican Christians. So (laughs) thank you for mercifully coming to us. Sam is a tour guide in Israel, and I've had the privilege now on three different occasions to be a pilgrim with Sam, and his teaching is phenomenal. In 2018, I had the honor of taking my family, wife, and children to Israel, and Sam led us on a clergy tour, which was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Then some of us went again, and some of us went again, and some of you went even without me, and hopefully one day all of us will make this pilgrimage that we'll hear more about this afternoon. But Sam is here primarily this morning to preach the gospel. So will you join me in welcoming Sam Makarios? Uh, good morning. Blessed Advent Sunday. It's so important, uh, you know, for us to uh, prepare our hearts uh, for the coming of uh, the peace of uh, the Prince of Peace. You know that soon uh, we will be celebrating Christmas, but uh, I'm going to talk today about uh, the second coming and the last days. Well, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> Thank you, Father Chris, to give me the opportunity and the uh, the, the honor, I mean, to stand here in front of you. Thank you uh, to have me in your church. I just left, uh, I just left uh, Jerusalem two weeks ago, and uh, it wasn't easy to uh, leave, you know, Jerusalem. But uh, we will talk about that today afternoon for those who are interested to know what is going on uh, in Israel and what, uh, what we are expecting and what's going to be uh, beyond the wars and so on. I'm going to uh, uh, talk about the current situation. And also, uh, there will be a part that we will talk about the Holy Land. But uh, according to the Bible today, are we living in the last days? Are these signs that we are seeing wars and people, you know, uh, loving themselves and loving the money and all what is going on, and these are signs? Probably yes. I will say yes. These are signs and they were mentioned in the Bible. You know, like, uh, for example, uh, we just heard from Mark about how Jesus said, like, be awake, like, be ready. And uh, I personally, I don't, I'm not worried when is going to be the last day. Tomorrow, after tomorrow, in my days, in the future, I'm not worried at all because I am ready. My heart is ready. My faith is ready. I know Christ very well. I was touched by Jesus when I was guiding in one of the days in the old city of Jerusalem. Well, that was in 1999, next to the pool of Bethesda, where Jesus healed a paralytic man. There, I was not sure what I was going, you know, why I am studying to be a tour guide, what I want from this. And then... uh, I heard the Lord uh, whispering in my ears very, very clear, be my witness. And you have no idea. After that, the whole thing was changed. I was a different person. I read the Bible totally different. And when 
we start talking about Jesus' life and the last days and the second life, I was very relaxed. I know where I'm going to see Jesus. I know that I'm going to see him one day. I am going to heaven. <laughs> because he promised us, if you believe in me, you will have the eternal word. You will have the kingdom of heaven. And here, for example, uh, from the, from the uh, letter of uh, uh, Paul to Timothy, it says like, but this is a sign. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, and they will be uh, proud, abused, and they will be disappointed to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. And then Peter, in one of his letters, says, wait a minute, the Lord is not slowing in keeping his promises. Some people say, when is, why is God is not coming? You know, we are expecting him, I mean, to come. What is happening? Peter is telling us, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Look how beautiful. He's waiting you to open your eyes. He's waiting you to open your heart. He's waiting people, actually, to recognize him as the son of God. And this is what he said about Jerusalem. In Matthew 23, when he was standing on the Mount of Olives, you know, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one you stoned the prophets, how many times I tried to gather your sons like a hen tried to gather her chicks under her wings. But you will never see the peace till you will recognize the coming of your son. And Jesus prophesied so many times about the destruction of the city, about wars, about about, about the terrible days. Remember when on his way even to, uh, to the Calvary, uh, one of the stations, it is the eighth station um, in, our, uh, in the Via della Rosa, it says that they, uh, the daughters of Jerusalem stopped Jesus and they were weeping. And he told them, don't weep on me, but weep on your kids. For the days that are coming, they are even worse. And believe it or not, the daughters of Jerusalem, till today, they are weeping on their children. Already you know what is happening there. Already you saw tears in the eyes of the Palestinians' mothers and the Jewish mothers. They are waiting their kids to come back. They were hostages and everyone is praying for peace. This is the time, my friends, this is the time that you should open your hearts and you open your eyes because Jesus said, Keep watch, be ready. It's like the 10 virgins, they went actually to, to, to welcome the bride and they are running out of the oil. Remember the example? Because they were not ready, they had to go back and then they just passed the time. We don't want actually the last day to happen and we are not ready. And there are signs that even God gave it to us that he is coming back. In, even in the tomb itself, there are beautiful stories. I mean, there are every word in the Bible. Let me tell you something. It can give you a sign. When Magdala told, you know, the, told Peter and John and the other disciples, he is risen. He is not there. Well, we are a human. Peter was a human. He should actually not go to the tomb. He should, he should actually believe that God is going to rise from the tomb because he... He already told them so many times that I'm going to do this. I'm going to die. And on the third day, I will, but we are a human. We are weak. 
So he lay run away. Where to? To the tomb. Remember the story? John put his head down to see if Jesus in the tomb. But Peter want to go down all the way down to the tomb. And he found the linen, you know, that they used to cover the, 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 the dead people. And what the Bible tells us, how he found it, there were two pieces, one for the head and one for the body. The one for the body was wrapped like this, but one, the one of the head, the Bible told us, he found it folded. You know that, what that means? In the old days, when you will be inviting for a nice dinner, sitting you know, with the emperors and the princes, and you want to go to the restroom, or for some reason you want to go and come back, you want to tell the waiter, don't touch my plate. You fold the napkins and you put it there, which means I am coming back. <laughs> Even in the tomb, even after the resurrection, he is telling us the way he folded his napkins, Jesus, the way he folded the linen, I am coming back. Here you go. So there are so many signs, even these things. I mean, we are coming to Christmas right now and the Jewish people, very sad to say with all these prophecies that was fulfilled by our Lord, they still don't believe that Jesus is the one, Jesus is the Messiah. They are awaiting his first coming. And his first coming happened already 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. We are going to celebrate Christmas soon. And, and, and that little baby, <clears throat> and there was even a sign that he is the Messiah. He is the one that he is going to be crucified. I don't want to go more in details, but there are so beautiful way how to describe the birth of Jesus. You know that in the old days, people, the Jewish people, they have to, to carry their linen with them because they are traveling far away. Like Joseph and Mary, they were traveling from Nazareth to Jerusalem. It's seven days walking from Nazareth to Jerusalem. It wasn't like nowadays one day from Texas all the way to Jerusalem, you can make it. <laughs> they, used to need, they used to need seven days and you cannot know what can happen. And you cannot get buried actually with your own clothes. So you need to carry your linen with you as, as a man. If something happened, they will clean your body. And then they will wrap actually your body with this linen. And they, will put, and they will bury you somewhere on the road. So when Jesus was born, probably they didn't have something to wrap him. So this was the coffin, the linen of Joseph, that they was wrapped because that's what the angel told him. You will find a baby in the manger. That was a sign of his coming. That was a sign of his coming. He will be born in Bethlehem from the blood of David. And you, Bethlehem, you are the smallest town in Judea, like according to prophecy of Micah. So all the prophecies, and you will be the happiest town, you know, between all the towns of Bethlehem, because from you, the, the, the Messiah will come. And everything was fulfilled 2,000 years. I can't sometimes understand how the Jewish people... Well, we love them. We still love them. We still love everybody. Jesus taught us to love everyone. But... You can see with your own eyes, like everything happened there, happened for real. And we are the one that we decided to follow, you know, him and to believe that he is the Messiah. And we are waiting for his second coming. And uh, not only that, even <clears throat> the uh, way that Jesus taught his disciples so many times, on the Mount of Olives, he was talking to them. And one time they asked him, they do ask him, Lord, when you are coming back, 
Book of Acts chapter 1, when he was on the Mount of Olives with his disciples, it was a direct question. Lord, when you are coming back? And he told them, this is not you to worry about that. This, don't be worried about my second coming. Go and baptize people and teach people and baptize them in my name. Because only the father knows when his son will come back. So that was a direct answer from our Lord to us. Go and baptize people and be ready. Here I like in Mark, he's telling us, be aware, be awake, like be ready. And Jesus, before he was lifted up to heaven, okay, they told, he told his disciples, don't worry, just be ready and, and be my witnesses. And that's why I always believe I am a witness of my Lord. I mean, I have two brothers. One, he lives in Puerto Rico. Oh, yes. And one in Tampa, Florida. But I live in Jerusalem. I promised my Lord I will never leave, you know, Jerusalem. I will be his witness. It's true I am working as a tour guide, but there is a message behind it. Then I realized why God wants me to be there to work as a tour guide, to share his words and to share, his, to share our faith. We are Palestinians. You are Americans. We, they are uh, Mexicans. They are um, uh, Messianic Jews. We all believe in one Jesus. You pray in English. I pray in Aramaic or Arabic. Others people, they pray in Hebrew. We believe in one Christ. Our nationality is in heaven. As Peter in one of his letters say, we don't need actually to... Uh, to look at each other as, 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 you know, according to our nationality, because our nationality is in heaven. Look how beautiful. So that's why we always try to share our faith. It's not easy to share your faith in Jerusalem, in Israel. Believe me, it's not easy at all. The Jewish Orthodox, they want to build the temple. So they, they, Jesus, <laughs> their, their Messiah will come because if there is no temple, no Messiah. I don't know if you know that. According to the Jewish prophecies that the temple should be there so the Messiah can come. So if there is no temple, no Messiah. That's why they are all in black. Black jackets, black hats, long hair. They are always black. Why they are black? Because they are mourning for their temples. The moment they will have a temple, no one will be in black. All of them, they will change their clothes and they will be in white, waiting the Messiah. So in the time of Jesus, you don't see a Jewish Orthodox with a black jacket. <laughs> that was not exist. You will see the talit, the prayer shawl. You know, they will see the white robe. Jesus had his white robe. And, so, and he was going to the temple. He was praying there, but he knows that he is coming back one day to this place. But he doesn't want a temple. That's why he said, like, I can destroy this temple and I can rebuild it. He wants us to be ready. And that's why we should prepare ourselves for his second coming. If it's not here, if he will not come now, we will go there one day. I'm sure we will. No one is going to stay forever here. Okay, we are going to go there. And I will finish with this. When... When Jesus, after the resurrection, told, told his disciples, go, go, and wait for me in Galilee. If Jesus said something, he will do it. When he told them, I will going to take you to the other side of the lake, with all what happens, storm and winds and things like that, he took them to the other side safely. 
I always, some of you were with me, and I always use this, uh, this psalm every day. I wake up in the morning, you know, I always share this psalm with my pilgrims. The Lord is my shepherd. Here you go. <laughs> I shall not want. So Jesus said, go to Galilee, and I will see you there. Well, Galilee for us is a beautiful region north of Israel with the Sea of Galilee. And this is where the Lord was waiting, you know, for his disciples. But for us, Galilee can be Texas, can be Fort Worth, can be, the, can be your home. Galilee is everywhere we are going to see the Lord. If he says, go there and I will see you there, it can be here, it can be your home, it can be the heavenly Galilee. So guys, be awake, be ready, open your hearts. Christmas is coming. Let's pray that the Prince of Peace this year will live in the hearts of all the people, especially the people of the Holy Land. We need the peacemakers more than ever. <laughs> this time we need all the peacemakers to travel to the Holy Land because we need them actually to build bridges of love, not bridges of hate. We don't want rockets. We want actually to see the star, the star to remind us with the birth of Christ. Because with his coming, things will be totally different. We are not going to see peace. I feel that there will be no real peace till he will come again. And we recognize his coming as the son of God, as the Messiah. Thank you so much, guys. And hopefully... And last thing I will, I will say for those who were there in the Holy Land, it's great to be there. But if you've never been there, think about it. Maybe not, this is not the right time to go there. <laughs> I understand it is not the right time. But one day, please come and visit us. We are the living stones waiting for you there. We are taking care of our churches, taking care of our communities, and this year, we decided to leave Bethlehem and to celebrate Christmas with you guys. So I, my family, they are doing great. I couldn't bring them here. I have two kids, Maria, nine years, and Michael, seven years. They are in school. They are in Christian school. My wife, actually, she was, before I married, she was my neighbor. And Jesus said, love your neighbor. So, <laughs> so, so, so literally, I married my neighbor. <laughs> She's a great wife. She's a great mother. And she's taking care of my parents. This is our tradition. Is like the wife will take also take care of her father-in-law and her mother-in-law. So I decided, you know, since I'm not trying to um, let you feel sad, but this is true. All the trips were canceled. We're supposed to have a trip in January, actually next month, with Father David Rosebery and with other actually priests that they 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 decided to make one big uh, uh, group. There were two buses, and we had so many reservations, so many groups coming. Sad to say, till June, till June, everything was canceled. So no groups are coming, not in January, not in March, not even in Easter, all the way to June. Please pray that they will come in September, October. We don't want another kind of COVID things. We already had, you know, bad, like terrible two years, but... This is what's not expected. So please come to the Holy Land one day. And when you will be there, it will be totally different. You will be, you will be reading the Bible totally, totally. It will not be the same. Ask those who were there. 
I mean, you will be walking where Jesus walked. And that is priceless. I mean, you can Google the history of the Temple Mount or the history of the state of Israel, the history of that, this church. Uh, but you will never be able to Google your feelings when you are walking there. So I, from here, from this church, I will invite all of you to come one day uh, to my city, to the holy city, and uh, be ready as well. And we brought you some Christmas gifts also from Bethlehem. When the people of Bethlehem knew that I'm leaving, like, Sam, please take, take this with you. <laughs> and then I decided actually to carve a little cross that says God is love during the war. And just to remind people, our God is, is God of love, is a living God. And that will be a gift for all of you. There are crosses outside that says God is love, God is good. And that will be a gift for all of you. Please don't be shy. Just take one of these crosses. And I want every home here to have a piece from Jerusalem. And if you, if you know, of course, if you want more like angels to purchase or nativity scenes or, uh, in, or, or uh, whatever we have there, you know, like uh, uh, some uh, items from Bethlehem, you are uh, welcome to purchase. We accept uh, your plastic money, and, uh, and in God we trust, uh, cash money. <laughs> so we always say we love you, but the more you buy, we love you more. <laughs> so guys, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I really, it's, it's an honor and it's a privilege, you know, to stand here in Christ the Redeemer Church. It will be remembered. By the way, this is my second time I preach. One, the first one, it was in Jerusalem. This is my second time. I love to give uh, like lectures, but... I love it to have. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you.